Explore Milwaukee's past and its future, one building at a time. This is Urban Spelunking with On Milwaukee's Bobby Tanzillo and me, Nate Immig, from 88.9. With so many places still closed, we're instead visiting some outdoor public places on Urban Spelunking, starting with the Blatt's Temple of Music, Bobby. Yes, you might know this uh, better as the Washington Park Bandshell. And in its history, I mean, it's welcomed former President Barack Obama. He spoke there during his first campaign. Uh, plus, jazz legends like Herbie Hancock, Ella Fitzgerald, Duke Ellington, and Dizzy Gillespie, they all took the stage there over the years. And its history goes back to the 1930s in Washington Park, right around 47th and Lloyd. So in 1937, an anonymous donor steps forward with money to replace the small gazebo-like bandstand uh, that's in the park. And nobody really knows who it is, but they're still the papers are still talking about it. And at some point it comes out that it is uh, beer baron Emil Blatz, who is a lover of mm-hmm. fine music and thinks that the city should have this temple to classical music. Um, and that's why it's called the Blatz Temple of Music. So he was this this uh, lover of music, and he donated the band shell really to encourage um, more of a fine art scene in Milwaukee. And uh, he was hoping to establish a professional orchestra, or at least attract a professional orchestra on par with cities like Chicago at the time. And uh, this was a, a really you know big investment in a prominent, centrally located part of the city. And when it opened in 1938, uh, there was a, a music series there called Music Under the Stars. And one of these performances attracted some 40,000 people, right? Yeah, there was like, uh, there were just a handful of shows that first year. And that first year, there was almost 150,000 people came out to just those music in the Under the Stars shows in that first season. Milwaukee had had um, some orchestras kind of form and then not last. And, you know, there were some, for a while, there were some competing orchestras. And there, there was just this constant sort of change in the classical music scene here. And a lot of other cities sort of joked that Milwaukee was not a classical music city because of this, which really got under some people's skin here, one of them being Blatt's. His donation of this banjo didn't lead directly to the foundation of the Milwaukee Symphony in the late 1950s, but uh, via sort of a circuitous route, it did, you know, because, you know, this series that would draw, the, you, know, you see pictures of it, and there's some in the story, the place was just packed. You know, for, like you said, 40,000 people, which is, you know, darn near filling Miller Park for some of these events. So it has this half moon shape and it was designed really to project the sound outward. And I, the, it's pretty recognizable if you've been past Washington Park. You definitely will recognize this if you see the picture of it because it has this this really kind of interesting architecture befitting of the name Temple, right? It's got these kind of um, ornate pillars on each side. Um, it was meant to look regal and impressive. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a beautiful Art Deco structure that looks a lot like the Hollywood Bowl, which is a much more famous nationally uh, bandshell kind of like this. But they were built like speakers. And if you go stand behind the bandshell in Washington Park, which you can do, it looks, the shape of it even in the back looks exactly like a loudspeaker. And, and that curved shape would help project the music up and out over uh, the people who were, you know, the seats were in a sort of a, a flat part, but then the, the back, the people who could sit on the lawn were on a, a part that was kind of rising back up, almost like a natural bleachers. <laughs> and so this shape would really help kind of project that sound. And it's still in use today, right? Yeah. Yeah. The Washington Park neighbors still do a summer uh, Wednesday night music series there. Although at the moment, of course, that's not going on. 
But so the crowd, you know, that doesn't draw. It's local uh, musicians mostly, and they get decent crowds for that. A lot of families. It's not people dressed to the nines <laughs> for a, a <laughs> you know a fancy. It's a fancy night out. The families come, and it's it's a relatively early event um, in the evening, and it's super fun. You know, loads of people people come out, and it's very sociable and very neighborly. And uh, there's usually pretty great music. And I think uh, you might have to ask some of the colleagues about this, but I'm pretty sure that folks like Jordan have uh, served as MCs for some of those shows over the years. Yeah, yeah. We're Washington Park Wednesdays. We're definitely a proud sponsor of that most years and um, definitely looking forward to getting back out. Maybe not this summer, but as soon as we can get back out to these these concerts around Milwaukee during the summer. Um, can't wait. We're going to go more in-depth about Washington Park in the second half of Urban Spelunking, talk more about the famous architect who designed the park, plus some of the other features in the park, and we're going to go backstage into the Washington Park band shell next on Urban Spelunking. Nonprofit Radio Milwaukee is brought to you by you. A membership contribution is your personal commitment to music and Milwaukee. Visit RadioMilwaukee.org to check out your donor benefits and the thank you gifts to show off your 88.9 pride. And we're back on Urban Spelunking in Washington Park. We were talking about the Washington Park band shell, which we're going to go and check out backstage here in a moment. But we should talk about the, the park itself. In fact, it was designed by Frederick Law Olmsted. This is the same designer that designed Lake Park and another park you probably have heard of, Bobby. Uh, Prospect Park in Brooklyn? Yeah, Prospect Park in Brooklyn. <laughs> but also Central Park in Manhattan. Um, and Olmsted did did three parks here. Um, he did Lake Park and Riverside Park, which is the park behind Riverside High School. Um, and what was called West Park, which is now Washington Park. Um, and interestingly, he designed the adjacent boulevards. So he did Newberry Boulevard, connecting Lake Park to Riverside Park. And he did Washington Boulevard, which kind of projects west out of Washington Park. Um, and he was um, first him, but also then after he died, his sons who had taken over the business, they designed parks in pretty much every major and loads of medium-sized cities around the country. So it's, it's interesting if you go um, to almost any city, you'll find some Olmsted parks. It's interesting because they're naturalistic, but... You know, it's just sort of a trick because they were not, he, he worked really hard to make them appear <laughs> natural, um, you know, moved big boulders and created hills where there were none and, and that sort of thing. So while they look very natural, they, they're almost anything but. And he was definitely a master of his craft. I mean, he did, as you mentioned, parks all around the country in cities the size of Milwaukee and much bigger. And Washington Park really was a, a, a place to be. It was centrally located in the city. So you mentioned that it had a racetrack there for some time, a pool, and even a lagoon, which was pretty popular for boating. Yeah, the, the pool is still there, and the lagoon is actually still there next to um, what is now a, a building that now houses the urban eco- one of the urban ecology centers. Um, and the lagoon was super popular with boaters who would go out there on like weekend afternoons, and they would boat out to the little island that's there and have picnic lunches and that sort of thing. Um, and you can still take boats out, thanks to the uh, Urban Ecology Center, out onto that lagoon, which is pretty fun. Um, and the pool is there. And uh, the other big attraction there, which is no longer there, was Milwaukee's Zoo. Yes. 
Yeah. So the zoo was there until the early 1960s, right? Yeah, and that's when they built the current zoo and moved out of there where they had much more space, of course, because the old zoo, the park used to be bigger than it is today. Uh, the western part of the park was shaved away to create the freeway that runs through there now. Um, mm. so, so part of the, the zoo was on part of that land, um, but still it was a pretty small space, especially compared to what you see we have now for a zoo. Um, but it was super popular. There was a monkey island there that everybody remembers fondly and a, <laughs> and a, and a buffalo hill, you know, like a big hill with buffalo on it. And um, fortunately, there's lots of pictures out there floating around still of the Washington Park Zoo, which was, which was definitely an old style zoo. Lots of the stuff was outside in those sort of cages with the big metal bars. And there were some uh, sort of classic old style zoo buildings. If you ever get to the Lincoln Park Zoo in Chicago, uh, which is an an old zoo of sort of the same era. It give you a taste of what the Washington park zoo used to look like. Interesting. Yeah. Those pictures are really great. And so I guess that makes sense why there was a band shell there. It was, it really was an attraction. Washington park was, and still is a place where people have gathered in Milwaukee and the band shell has a, as a pretty big backstage area too. It's not just the band shell itself. In fact, it uh, can accommodate pretty big casts. It looks like when there was opera going on and live theater, as well as live music. What was it like going backstage? Yeah, I mean, it was really meant to have these big productions. So there are these two huge dressing rooms in the lower level of the Banchel um, that just have these, uh, each wall, each one has a wall of sinks on one side and then a wall on the other side that was probably had mirrors because there's, you know, uh, there's a light bulb like every four feet <laughs> and all just a whole row of them where obviously a bunch of people would just sit there and do their makeup or whatever. And, uh, so it's really interesting. And then upstairs, there's um, there's some smaller dressing rooms uh, right right behind the stage itself. Um, and then in the basement, there's also a big, huge open space uh, where people could probably sort of get ready also and just wait till they had to go out. And then there's a door from there that's been bricked up, but that used to go up into an orchestra pit that was in front of the stage. So sometimes when you'd have like a theater production on the stage, you wouldn't want the orchestra there so then they would be in the orchestra pit in front well certainly a, a really great milwaukee story a milwaukee attraction and so great that it's still in use you would think it was such a shame if uh if a wonderful thing like this would be not being used but as soon as we're able to get back out there and be at those neighborhood concerts i'm sure crowds will, will be back at washington park again maybe not this summer but hopefully soon well, you can check out pictures and much more from behind the scenes at the Washington Park Bandshell. You can find that at radiomilwaukee.org slash podcast. We've got Bobby Tanzello's complete story linked up there. Do yourself a favor. Definitely go and check out Bobby's whole story. He puts in so much research and so much additional context that we can't always get to hear in the podcast. So read the whole story linked up at radiomilwaukee.org. Well, podcasts here on 88.9 are produced by Kenny Perez. Handcrafted Sonic Inspiration comes from the License Lab with support from your membership and from On Milwaukee. You can subscribe to this podcast and all of 88.9's podcasts at radiomilwaukee.org by clicking on the podcast banner in the top of the home screen or just going to Spreaker, Stitcher, anywhere you find podcasts, you can find us there as well. And while you're there, make sure you rate and review the podcast. Helps us to get the word out about all the podcasts that 88.9 does. It's on Milwaukee's Bobby Tanzillo. Thank you. Thanks, Nate.